The roads are many, but the destination is the same. There are a lot of different ways to get ourselves to the same destination, change the subconscious mind. So that is the automatic program that runs our lives 24 seven. But really there's the conscious mind, which is our decision-making factor. It's how we make choices. And then there's our subconscious mind and that's the doer. That's what actually implements things that we see in our reality. And that's our belief systems. It's how we think about ourselves. It's the feelings that we harbor inside of us at all times. It's Ozla Moskan from Amsterdam. It's so nice to have you here today on Bridging. In Bridging, I have incredible conversations with world's leading minds, fascinating people and game changers. My vision is to help people to learn, practice and transform in all areas of life. I want to make wisdom practical and available for everyone. As a side note, this episode is also available on my YouTube channel. And please don't forget to follow me also on Instagram, Ozkan Ozlem, O-Z-K-A-N-O-Z-L-E-M. Sit back, listen, and hopefully, hopefully, really hopefully, what you will learn today, you will practice and transform. Hello, everyone. It's your host, Özlem Özkan from the Bridging Podcast. Welcome to the newest episode of the Bridging Podcast. The Bridging Podcast is here for you to make you learn, practice and transform in any area of your life if you practice the work. Today, I'm super grateful that I'm with my friend Alex Estrada. Alex is a hypnotherapist helping people to solve their problems and restore themselves back to health and wholeness. Her passion for understanding the mind-body-spirit connection led her to a deep study and practice of yoga philosophy, psychology, meditation, and Reiki and actually hypnotherapy. She loves the practice of manifestation because she believes it is the perfect representation of men and spirits working together in co-creation. Alex, welcome to the Bridging Podcast. Thank you so much, Oslam. Such an honor to be here with you, my good friend. So, so nice to have you here. You know, maybe I can just do a little introduction about how we have met. Alex and I, we met uh, in December 2022 back in Mexico, Cancun. We were both attending a course and then we saw each other again in Marco. No, not Marco Island, Denver. And Denver, May. Yes. And actually we are in touch since the, we are met the first time in Mexico. And Alex and I, we talk a lot about manifestation, the ways of manifestation. And I thought, hey, Alex, do you want to be on the show? Because so we can teach the audience more about the ways of our manifestation, what works and maybe also what does not work. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Did something specific happen in your life, any circumstance or any moments that you decided to go into these healing modalities to learn more about it and also actually to start helping other people with these healing modalities such as hypnotherapy, meditation, and Reiki? Yes, absolutely. In 2020, my my whole life took a very severe right-hand turn. 
Um, prior to that, well, even prior to 2020, I was working in tech. I was a software engineer in San Francisco, living a very fast paced lifestyle. I knew that I was in burnout. Um, I had some physical symptoms of illness that weren't healing itself. And I thought that a nice little break would allow my body the time to heal. And then I could move on to the next thing. Um, and then in 2020, with everything happening, the shutdown, uh, kind of the divisiveness of, of politics and culture that was happening in the United States, uh, my symptoms just exploded and I found myself unable to work. Uh, my physical condition didn't allow me to walk. I couldn't uh, take care of myself, couldn't brush my teeth, wash my hair. Um, I was diagnosed in 2020 with, or my body, I should say, was diagnosed in 2020 with an autoimmune condition called ankylosing spondylitis, AS, um, or spondyloarthritis is kind of the umbrella category. It's an autoimmune condition. And it completely disrupted my life. My business that I had started, um, I had to shut it down. Uh, you know, my husband had to become my caretaker and that really brought me into a dark night of the soul. And for someone who was very curious about spirituality, but never had a consistent practice, um, I started looking for different modalities and ways to heal because as much as I was confident that taking this medication might pacify some of my symptoms, I knew that it wasn't the cure. And I had this gut feeling that there were some stressors in my life that were in constant revving mode that was causing me to be sick. And so that brought me into yoga. I studied with an ashram, um, did my yoga teacher training with them. Uh, I did my Reiki healing uh, practitioner uh, down in Mexico when I was living there. And then that kind of wedged my way into hypnotherapy and psychology. Um, and that along with meditation, just cracked everything open for me. And I started understanding not just the mind-body connection that I feel that we hear a lot about now when, when we're listening to different podcasts and reading a lot of these self-help books, but really the mind-body spiritual connection. And that spiritual part, you know, the super conscious isn't talked about enough. And really the tapping into who we are as as true souls and what our real self is, is really one of the keys, I think, to unlocking um, health, wellness, wholeness, and really just a feeling of peace and happiness in our life. And so I kind of made the last three years my journey to really find what wholeness looks like and how do we get there? And more importantly, how can I help others find their way there as well? Okay. So what you're saying, what I'm hearing is like in 2022, you just got really sick and you also got diagnosed with AS and autoimmune 2020, disease. Yes. 2020, yeah, 2020. 20 exactly and then you were just looking into modalities other modalities then what you are doing because you know you're a software engineer in san francisco like how do i heal what should i actually do in order to heal my body because you felt also strongly there are stressors in your body in the body that you are actually living in that were creating this illness or this you know back then the diagnosis that you got so actually, I want to talk a lot about manifestation in our call today, but I actually also curious, like, what did you do? What for, are for you the number three things that you have done in order to start your healing journey? You know, we, we get the modalities, but what, what did you specifically do? What was the practice? 
Yes. So one of my spiritual teachers, he says the roads are many, but the destination is, is the same really. And in this context, in my, you know, yogic philosophy, it's, uh, the roads are many, but God is one, but taking God and spirituality out of it for a second, really, there are a lot of different ways to get ourselves to the same destination. And when I was studying yoga and hypnotherapy, Reiki meditation, what really I was trying to do, it's, it's two things. Number one is to change the subconscious mind. So that is the automatic program that runs our lives 24 seven. And at this point, I'm 35 years old. Majority of my entire personality and being is controlled by my subconscious. And I just kind of going back and I'm not sure um, how familiar your uh, listeners are to the mind and kind of the three levels of the mind. Um, but really, there's the conscious mind, which is our decision making factor. It's how we make choices. And then there's our subconscious mind. And that's the doer. That's what actually implements things that we see in our reality. And that's our belief systems. It's how we think about ourselves. It's the feelings that we harbor inside of us at all time. And so if we're unable to change the program that exists in the subconscious, then our conscious mind won't be able to change. So if you're living your life in stress or in negativity or um, feelings of anxiety, depression, the, really the true root is what are the thoughts that you're thinking all throughout the day and how do you change them? And change at the conscious level, at the rational level is very difficult. You need to drop down into the software. And in order to change your, your reality, you have to change the software program that runs your reality. And so I would say that's the number one thing is change the subconscious thoughts that, that are going on constantly in your mind. The second thing I would say is to get your body into rest and digest. So our autonomic nervous system has two parts, the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic. The yes. sympathetic is fight or flight. It is a fear response. It is stress. And our parasympathetic is rest and digest. It's digestion, reproduction, um, autoimmune enhancement. And most of the time in this Western world, we are living majority of the day activating our sympathetic nervous system. And that can be triggered by so much as a call from an old friend that you had a falling out with or your mother-in-law or someone that, you know, your, your coworker who just really irks you the wrong way. Any of these little stressors that we experience in our daily life um, can trigger a sympathetic response, which means that your body is unable to heal itself. And your body, heart rate is also increasing. Yes. When you are in your sympathetic nervous system, the heart rate is, incre is increasing. And the parasympathetic nervous system, the heart rate is actually decreasing and you are in rest and digest. Like HeartMath also taught me this. Yes. Yeah. So HeartMath, yes. Because I've taken, I've read a lot of HeartMath material and they talk a lot about parasympathetic and doing heart rate variability practice and breathing is a great way. That's another modality that one can use to really stay in a parasympathetic state. And, you know, parasympathetic, the goal is not to stay and rest and digest all day long. There is mm -hmm. a reason for your sympathetic to be triggered. If there is a real cause for fear, like a tiger is running after you, you know, you're about to get in a car accident, someone is heading your way and you need to duck. Like there are very good reasons why we have this part of our nervous system. It really serves us for survival. But the way we've adapted it in this Western world is that everything causes us stress. Even when we're watching like junk reality television, we are living in stress watching the drama unfold in front of us because our imaginations can pick up so much information and imagination is the way that the subconscious sees. 
So we have to be very careful. And again, like just recapping the two things are changing the subconscious programs. And to do that, you really have to find ways to get into the parasympathetic. And when you're relaxing, you're much more open to suggestion and programming. Mm-hmm. So you have to be very careful what you say to yourself and what people say to you when you're in that state. For example, when you are um, coloring in this mandala or when you are looking in a kaleidoscope, you're actually mm-hmm. relaxing. And especially when you rest and digest, you're so suggestible for information. For example, before you sleep, if you're watching an ad which is, I, I don't know, trying to sell you something and you are in this rest and relaxed state, you're so suggestible that is actually going into your subconscious mind. Oh, this cream, if I use this cream, I have more less wrinkles. Or if I use this drink, I will just get more muscles. I will lose fat. You are so suggestible at that moment. Yes. Thank you for highlighting that. What yes. is the third one? Because the first is change your subconscious mind, you say. The second is rest and digest, be in the state of the parasympathetic nervous system, which is also good to say, like, it's not always good to be only in that because we need the sympathetic nervous system in order to react at some situation. For example, when you cross the road, you see a car. I mean, that's a moment of, okay, I need to take action. I need to stop because the car is coming. What is the third one? The third one, I would say it's a tie. Um, I would think, hmm, I would say I'm, I'm conflicted to, to give these two because I think they're both important. While the first two I think are the most important, uh, awareness of yourself and your actions, I think is very important. So to have a level of awareness where you understand the things that need to change, because if you're if you don't know what programs are running in your subconscious mind, then you won't know how to change. And then that leads into the other thing, which is a desire to change. Without a desire to change, you're not going to change. Without an intention, you're not going to change. Um, and I think a lot of the times we're, we're very easily able to look at other people and kind of point out the disconnects within them. But when it comes to ourselves, we kind of turn a blind eye because the subconscious is running its programs and it loves to be in control. And I say this, giving just maybe an example, my husband, he works a lot. He still works in tech and he is very stressed constantly. He lives in a fight or flight all day during his work hours and he wants a change. He legitimately will tell me his conscious mind, that top layer will tell me, you know, I want to change this, but I can't seem to make the shift because the intention every single day is hard to be set because your body, which is a reflection of your subconscious craves at some point after repetition and repetition craves the stress. So every day when he gets up in the morning, his conscious mind may be in conflict with his subconscious and say, I want to change. But every single day as he shows up, he's actually addicted to the qualities of stress. And so having the awareness to break that pattern is a very important part. Okay, I think one important thing over there, Alex. So, you know, for the past nine years now, I practice different modalities for healing and also for changing. And for me, it started with the moment I started, not the moment I started, the moment I, no, actually, the moment I started to realize I was blaming the whole world, my parents, my family, my colleagues, my boss, the the country, the climate, everything about the happiness or uh, I was experiencing or the sadness I was experiencing. I was like, 
hey, I need to take personal responsibility here. And I started doing courses around my subconscious mind, my blueprint, and to peel a lot of limiting beliefs, you know, one by one by one by one, which is never ending process, I think. It might take many, many lifetimes. And then I started taking personal responsibility. And since then, I have changed and I'm still changing. But I give you an example of my week. You know, I create podcasts, I take courses, I give courses, but I also teach as I studied when I was 17 years old. And somehow the, the, the days if I'm not teaching is for me much easier to get in a state of rest and digest. I'm saying not teaching at a school with children. But the moment, two, three days when I go to school to start teaching the children, I'm super easily in a state of stress, fight or flight. And for me, the belief is, you know, as a teacher and who's, whoever is listening to this or watching this might know, you're constantly on the go. You just come there at 7.30 a.m. and then just making copies, putting the board over there, the kids are coming. And then while you're teaching, it's not only teaching, it's not that you're telling something. A lot of things happen. You know, you work with kids. One is sad, the other one has a fight with someone. The other one doesn't understand it. And all the time something is going on. And then you teach a class, then the next class, next class, next class. And at the end of the day, at four or five, I'm just like, oh my God. And every morning I meditate. Every morning I try to do a heart math exercise like heart locking or inner ease. And it works then, that moment. But somehow my body is so used. The moment I'm going there, even though I love what I do, I just get into a stress mode for the past 20 years. So when you say the awareness then there is important, how would someone that is experiencing the stress during that day how uh, practice that awareness can can you give an example yeah so it's yes so a way that in the case where you're talking about every day you're go 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 stress is revving but if you have the awareness let's say in the morning like like you were mentioning to do a heart math lock-in technique which takes two maybe three minutes if you have time to do a five minute meditation, even a, a one minute meditation, but setting your day, I think off right is a great first step because you're setting an intention for the full day to come. Now that doesn't mean that one hour after that meditation, life is gonna suck you back up and your environment is going to put you right back into the old version of you. So there's a lot of different little hacks that you can do. Like one thing that, that my husband has been doing is setting an hourly alarm. So every hour an alarm goes off on his phone and there are apps that can do this that, or like the meditation bells, you can have a bell go off every hour, every two hours that you are anchoring now as a touch in a check-in point. Okay. Mm. When I hear my phone go off, I know even if it's five seconds this time, reframe, reframe as Dr. Joe Dispenza says, change, exactly. you know, like change, change, you got to change. And it's just about patterning because the subconscious program is a lot of the times created by repetition. 
So another way to change the subconscious pattern is repetition. Repeating the awareness, repeating the awareness. Yes. Okay, I, I, I get it. Like, for example, I'm doing it on the bathroom each time when I go to the bathroom. Perfect. Sometimes I even stress when I'm running to the bathroom. I'm like, <laughs> I need to run to the bathroom because I need to come back to the classroom. I'm like, I'm sitting there just like practicing the inner ease technique, taking some deep breaths, five breaths, and then just really making sure that the ease in my life, in my body is there. And then once I'm back in the classroom, maybe, you know, it just keeps going for one hour maybe. And sometimes it's, oh, after 15 minutes, it's gone again. But after whatever, a certain time, I go back to the bathroom again and I practice it again. And the more you repeat it and repeat it and repeat it and repeat it, it becomes your second nature. Are you yes. saying that? Yes, absolutely. And I think living your life, and this is a cultivation, like this life is a practice, especially when you're trying to change your life. You have to think of it as a practice, not a destination. I think, I think that really rephrases it. Um, but living your life with intentions. So understanding that every day when you wake up or every opportunity that you have the awareness that maybe you're slipping into an older program, just setting an intention for what you do want, how you do want to show up, how you want to execute this thing or this goal and combining that with compassion and compassion is not talked about enough and particularly self-compassion because we are not perfect. We are never going to be perfect and change takes a long time, many times for things yes. that have taken 30 years to create, it is not going to go away in one week and we have to have just that knowledge and say, okay, so when I do slip, if I do go to the bathroom and do not do my intention, and let's say I go back to class and a kid acts out and yells at me, and then I lash out at that child, don't feel guilty. And I think guilt is a great way to go right back into your sympathetic response. So it's just saying- You're actually even judging the situation judging. that happened and judging over that, you're actually creating an extra layer over it. Yes. You know? Yes, you're compassion. already upset. You're already upset, and you know that is just touching your sympathetic nervous system, and you're also even upset. Why did I get upset? So at myself, yes. And then you're like, oh my god, exactly. Self judgment is the worst judgment because the only reason why we judge others in the first place is because we judge ourselves. You know, I would also actually say I kind of argue. You know, we we can practice compassion towards others, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. But once we first practice compassion with ourselves are really truly compassionate like a you know like a radiator who doesn't have a radiator at home maybe some very modern homes they don't have a radiator anymore but they have a floor heater but you know the radiator first warms itself up it just feels the heat it's hot and after that it's radiating that warm feeling in the room. So what would happen if we first would be really compassionate towards ourselves, towards us, whoever we are, whatever that is, to that mistake we have made, to that, I don't know, if you were upset with the, your, your own child, or if you were sad with something that you wanted so much, but it didn't happen, why don't we show compassion first with us? And then yes. radiate that towards everyone in that room, in the invisible place even that you cannot see. Yes, absolutely. And one way to practice this, because I, I think in, in theory, it's sounds wonderful, but then how do you practice self-compassion? What is the everyday, how does that look like? And for me, the first step was removing the word should. 
And I still catch myself using should, but that word should, if ever I say to myself, I should have done that. Hmm. That is an unkind thought to myself. Why did I text that person this? I should have written whatever else. So you have regrets about the situation that happened. Should is guilt. Yeah. And guilt is not self-compassion. You know, you, you know, funny, I have actually, I don't have any more should for such a long time because I practice so much that I don't need to say should. It just happened, gone, done. But I say a lot, I must, I must, I must. Like, you know, it's like, right away, I must. And then even if I don't have energy, I must. I give you an example. You know, I was the whole week in a heart mat training the past week. Every day from 6 p.m., 10 p.m. And during the day, I left 7 a.m. home. I was working all day, came back for the training, etc. And Saturday morning, I wake up at 7.30. I'm like, I must run today to 10K or a six, seven mile because I didn't exercise for the past three days. And then I go to the park, the Fulmer Park here in Amsterdam. And once in the park, my legs, I just, I just cannot. I just, my body feels like you should just lay down and chill, relax. And then I stopped. And even a neighbor I saw on the street, he was like, are you okay? He never said that to me ever. I live here for the past five, six years. He's already, you're so happy. I said, no, I'm not really good. I'm a bit tired. <laughs> but the must made me go. The must. So you say don't. So for me, it should. For you, it's must. And maybe every exactly. person has a different word that they catch themselves using constantly that invokes some sort of pressure or shame. And let's just let those go. Okay. So, you know, let's say we work on the subconscious mind by being each time aware in the situation, in the situation. Ooh, one hour reminder on the phone or whatever that is. Like it could be even a picture for me. It's a picture of my, uh, self when I was three, four years old, when I would look at that girl, I'm like, I wouldn't be really that hard on you. I would be just very kind to you. So let me just kind to be to me. So, and then you rest and digest, try to be in the resting and digesting state, get aware of your actions. And I would definitely add practice owning your creations, taking full personal responsibility, because whenever you do that, whenever you take full responsibility about your life, that means if you have created this, you also have, you can create that. You can create anything you want. So if people would like to manifest things in their life, either it's that that is a less stressful situation, either it's, you know, a totally different life than they were they are used to. How could they do that? I want to go there. But before that, let me just first ask you the question. What is manifestation to you and how do you use it in your life? Yes. Because in my mind, you're a manifestation queen. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You know, manifestation, I feel like there's tons of definitions. So I was thinking about it this past week. How would I define it? And my definition may not match what other people's definition is, but manifestation is the use of our thoughts, our feelings and beliefs to bring something to our physical reality. Very simple. So it, what it's not is it's not goal setting. It's not vision boarding. It's not scripting. And it's not wishing. 
but it's cultivating. Okay, not wishing, not vision boarding, not, not scripting. Uh, so writing, not scripting, affirmations. Not yes. And not goal achieving. So it's not action based. Manifestation is using our thoughts, feelings, and beliefs in order to bring something. It could be anything. It could be a, an actual physical thing. It can be an experience into our reality. And our thoughts, feelings, and beliefs are controlled by what? Our subconscious mind. So it all brings it back down to the root layer. And I would also say a part that, you know, we talked on a little bit earlier is the superconscious mind. And the superconscious mind can be our inner source of intelligence. Like that is our true intelligence. That is intuition. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the times we live our life so disconnected from that. And when I say tapping into superconscious, I don't mean we have to become the enlightened soul. You know, we may in this lifetime, very few of us are going to, to become as uh, self-aware as the Buddha. Like that's probably not going to happen for most of us, but is there opportunities where we can reconnect to the real self find even in brief moments and find alignment there. And that is what, you know, the power of meditation is so potent because it helps us do that. When you block out all the external noise, all the inner box chatter, the real you comes out. So I would say the subconscious mind allows us to tap in to the superconscious and the combination of those two make us co-creators. And when that comes into effect, it looks like magic. And that's why I say manifestation is not goal setting and then action to achieve it. That's just setting a goal and taking the right steps to move towards it. True manifestation for me is mm -hmm. when I align my thoughts, my beliefs, and my feelings and things just come into my reality with no action. And I mean But, zero action. So if you do not set a goal, if you do not wish something, what do you do then? Do you set an intention? For me, it comes in as thoughts and desires. So when you wish something, and I don't know, I'd have to look at the actual definition of wish, but my perception of wishing is saying, I would like this to happen so badly. I want it to happen. Let it just happen. Ha like, you know, it, it has wishing to me has the energy of lack and has the energy of separation because you're saying, I wish I had a million dollars, but I don't have what I'm really saying is I don't have a million dollars and I want it. And, exactly. but, and, and, and I don't and know I don't if I believe if I can get it. And I don't have already creates a separation because you're actually reacting from I don't have it. And that yes. energy field around you is around you because you are creating from I don't have it. Yes. Yes. And so bringing it back to actually how we met, <laughs> I'll start with some manifestation stories because yes, because when you hear it. my stories, I swear they sound like magic, but they're not. It's just reduce. There is a formula and we can talk about the formula later, or at least like a protocol and a practice for mm -hmm. um, increasing your manifestation. Definitely. It's a combination of art and science. Uh, so it's creativity, imagination, but it's also following a protocol, practicing something, you know, in order to cultivate your ability to manifest things. Uh, so we met through two manifestations. I don't know. I know you remember one of them, but I'll actually tell you the other one, too. So we met at a yoga retreat, I'm sorry, yoga retreat, a meditation retreat Exactly. Uh, <laughs> for Dr. Joe Dispenza. And if anyone knows who he is, uh, you know, he teaches meditation and runs these week long workshops. I had attended a Joe Dispenza workshop a few months prior to us meeting in San Diego. This was April of 2022. 
I actually also was there, but we did not meet. And we no. just get noticed. I was in San Diego, April 2022. And Our paths we are so, we were meant to be friends. I mean, I, <laughs> that's so funny. I didn't see, I didn't know that. Um, so I had the most incredible experience when I was there. It was probably one of the most transformative weeks of my life. But I got coronavirus um, on my fifth day and I became very, very sick and I could not continue. I could not continue. And I was you know, a little bit sad about it when I tested positive. They, they make you leave at this point, you know, in during the pandemic. They, if you did test positive, you had to leave, even if you felt OK. I was sick, so I, I should have left and I did. Um, but I was really upset about it because. I had such a transformative five days, but I also thought from what I've learned, I can continue practicing and move on. And I thought, I don't care what's going on. I will make it to Cancun in December. That was, that was a thought. And in the moment I thought, I don't know how I'm going to pay for this because I haven't been working because of my illness and I have savings, but it was starting to, you know, dwindle down. And I thought, Oh, I don't care. I am going to Cancun. Now, a lot of things came into effect. Joe Dispenza's team gave me a full refund for San Diego. So it paid for my entire trip to San to Cancun. Oh, because you had to leave early due to COVID. But I went, oh, as my, <laughs> there's my mic goes. Yes, but I had attended pretty much the entire event and they still gave me a full refund so that I could come back and finish it. So I thought that was that was in itself a little super nice generous. manifest. Yeah, super generous. I was not expecting it. It came as a complete surprise when I looked at my, my credit card statement and saw that I had a full refund. So I thought, great. And then as you know, uh, Cancun's getting closer, I go ahead and I buy the ticket and um, you know the hotel, everything. And I, I didn't even think about it. It wasn't even a thought. And these retreats, I mean, they can cost in the thousands. And um, my credit card bill was coming through and I didn't realize that I didn't realize that I didn't have enough money in my checking account to pay for the rest of my trip. And I thought, damn, I don't care. I will I will sell my, my stocks. I will sell my investments. I will do all of that. I'm going to Cancun no matter what. The week my credit card is due, I get a call from my lawyer and I had been in a car accident a year prior. She was on maternity leave. There was no resolution of when it would be finished and finalized. The week my credit card is due, she calls me and says, or her office calls because she's gone and says, we settled your case. We have a check waiting for you. Can you come pick it up today? And I came mm -hmm. and I picked up. <laughs> yes. And you I told came me and I, this in Denver. Yeah. So, so I got a free, you know, a completely free paid for trip to uh, San Diego and so much more. I mean, the amount of money that I got from that was um, a manifestation within itself. And then we meet in Cancun and how we met was also very synchronistic. Um, I sat at a table to have lunch and a, a woman was at the table with me, her name, I won't use her real name. We'll call her Becky. She's a mutual friend of ours. And, and I had some vegan sushi on my plate and she looks at my plan and goes, oh my goodness, there's vegan sushi. Where do I get that? And I point to the huge line for vegan sushi. And she kind of sits down and says, oh, okay. That's okay. Like, I, it's not worth me getting up and waiting in line. And we just start talking and my husband's there. And we're all talking. About five minutes later, a gentleman walks past 
past her, puts a plate of only vegan sushi in front of her and says, special delivery. Also, I come with friends. Yes, and walks away. And the minute that happened, I thought, I'm amongst my people. This is the manifestation that I'm talking about. It is just a thought. So okay, she, okay. yeah. I, I just want to actually break it down for people that might have a little bit difficulties with feeling into this because you really need to feel into this. So you're saying you're in San Diego, you get COVID, you had to go back. But in, uh, in San Diego, you also have this idea, this thought of, I want to go to Cancun. Is it that simple as having only one thought? So I could also have a thought right now. I would love to live in a very, very warm country and that thought that manifests how does it what what is the next step there then you get the thoughts and you then have the thought you, you can okay. feel there's different ways there's different techniques that you could do this the way that i see that my manifestation always come through it's it's a thought with zero resistance zero resistance zero, and that is the key zero resistance so for example cancun mm -hmm. when i was in san diego it wasn't a I want to go to Cancun. It wasn't, I wish to go to Cancun. It is, I'm going to Cancun. So you, and it doesn't have... matter about the money because there's no resistance to me going to Cancun. It will sort itself out. So actually, do you mean with zero resistance, actually the faith you're having, you just know I'm can, going to Cancun? It can be different ways. So it could be through faith. Faith is a great manifestation uh, a power of manifestation is having faith because faith means that with any, there is nothing that will block you from having it. Your trust that that is going to be the reality is there. And I would say that if you can cultivate that level of faith, it's incredible, but it's also very difficult because a lot of the times we focus on what we don't have and not on what we have or what we're going to have. For me, it can, it can manifest as true faith. Like I'm And in this case, yes, I'm going to Cancun and I don't care what boundaries or obstacles are in my way, I will be there. Or it can be, you know, I don't really want to go to Cancun. I don't really care if it happens. I'm not attached to going. And usually in that, that's almost the opposite. And things still work out as well because there's no resistance to going or not going. So it's like, there's two ways that I see it always appear through determination that that's the outcome regardless of anything. And you will allow the universe to do what it needs to do to support you in getting there. So you're not going to take, um, you're not going to push, push, push to have it be done. You are just going to know that it's going to happen. And that is, a, is an incredible amount of faith or, and I'll, you know, I manifested a free Tesla model Y brand new. I paid $0 for it. <laughs> and in that case, I never thought I could manifest a free Tesla. I actually wrote on my very first manifestation list in 2021, I said that I want this Model Y. I didn't believe it would even happen, but I said, I want this Model Y um, for under $45,000. And that was my initial goal is I want it under 45,000. And um, within three months, I, I, I didn't see anything. I was like, how am I gonna get a free Tesla? Or how am I gonna get a Tesla discounted? There's no discounts on, on these cars at the time, especially because there was a car shortage. And so I just put it on the list and said, you know, whatever. I totally forgot about it. Like, didn't even think about it because so a part of me. You forgot about it. You were not obsessed about when am I going to get this Tesla? I, you know, no. I just had this thought about wanting to have this model of Tesla. You just let it go. No, I let it go completely. And I thought initially, I thought how, of course, because our minds want to take control. How is this going to come through? 
how am I going to get a discounted car? Am I going to look online? But it has to be new. Like no one is just going to give it to me out of thin air is what I thought. So a few months goes by, there's you know no movement whatsoever. And then I thought, you know, I just want a Tesla and I don't care about, you know, discounting it. I really just want this car. So I went ahead and put my name on the list. You know, you put a hundred dollar deposit and you're on a wait list. In this case, the wait list was almost a year. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought, okay, well, that's a year to see if somehow it comes in through another way. But regardless of if it manifests, I'm just going to buy it. And that energy of I'm just going to buy it. I'm going to Cancun. I will find a way to pay for it. That's the energy that things tend to come through immediately because you're telling the universe, this is mine. And if I need to spend money and energetic money is energy. So if I need to spend money to have it, I'll do it. That's not a problem. And then what happened was I get into a car accident and luckily I was okay, but my car was totaled. And the car that I drove was a very old Prius. Its value was maybe $3,000, but because of the car shortage, they had to give me what market value was in my city. They gave me just over $10,000, which brought my Tesla exactly to $45,000. And I thought, wow, this manifestation came through, not in the way that I expected it. And I got to drive a Model 3, which is a different form of Tesla car, for nine months without paying a dollar until my car was ready. And I thought, this is the manifestation. This is amazing. Everything is great. And then right as the car is being delivered, a year later, I get my check from, from the accident. So in addition to what my car was worth, the difference was 45 to the thousand, $45,000. Wow, 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 wow. So you are actually also here saying what I'm hearing is like, you also let go of the form of how yes. it will appear. The form, yes. you're not just attached to, if I would do this, 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 I will get this. You just let it go because the universe has actually infinite possibilities for you to offer that you are actually even not aware of yet, I yes. would say. I, okay, I also would love to share something. You know, the moment we met in Cancun, it, that was a special, special event for me, that meditation retreat. I met beautiful, beautiful people. And I also got a shift that I said, like, next year in 2023, I want to go to as many events of Dr. Joe Dispenza as possible, and I would love to volunteer. I just had this thought and I actually also kind of knew it. It was nothing about I need to do this, this, this to get it. I just knew like I'm just going to go there. And somehow some projects, some teaching uh, gigs, some other things just all happened that I and could take a lot of times off and say I'm going to the retreat from Amsterdam. I was actually the half of the time of 2023 somewhere at the retreat and the half of the time I was in Amsterdam. I just, the financial thing, I just got it sorted without actually knowing how to get it sorted. I just had this intention, very strong intention with an elevated emotion. It was super, super elevated. I was like, this is going to happen. And I already went now to five events of Dr. Joe Dispenza 2023. And I'm going to go to my sixth in Cancun this December. Wow. Yes. And that's the universe will find a way. And that's what I, when I was talking about my definition of manifestation, that's co-creation. So if mm -hmm. you had set a goal and, and we're taking the actions and trying to determine the how you're leaving the part of co-creation out of it, 
you are taking control. And I think manifestation, real manifestation is releasing control. And that is a hard, hard, hard practice for many of us, especially those who like to control every aspect of their life. And that was who I was prior to, to getting sick. And getting sick was such a blessing in, in so many ways. We could do a whole podcast on, on you know, the, the revelations of rock bottoms. But, but one of the blessings is that I had to learn how to let go. I had mm-hmm. to. I didn't have a choice. And so that practice of just letting go and letting go and letting the world just unfold exactly how it's supposed to be and stating my desires, but then getting out of the way, I have found that more than physical items, it's bringing experiences and that's incredible. And and it's really true co-creation. It is not me doing all of this. It is me interacting with the laws of the universe and having things align in ways that when they arrive to me, I don't even care so much about the thing that I'm manifesting. I'm more excited on the how it manifested because I never would have predicted it that way. And the car is a great example because I didn't want to get into a car accident for this new car to come through. Absolutely not. Like who wants something like that? So now I've learned I can still state I'm ready to accept a car, but please be gentle, right? Like there are some adjustments that I can make, but also that car accident had so much learning and healing just in that. So the journey of going into a car accident, going through the healing process, kind of uncovering what was really giving me a lot of fear from that from that incident and, and working through a lot of the anxieties that I had already had pre-existing to this car accident allowed me to grow even more and really trusting that every experience, whether we perceive it as good or bad, just is. And there is there is true reason behind everything that randomness does exist, but also even randomness you can learn from and you can grow from. And all of these um, events in our lives are only opportunities to show up again and again and again as a newer version of you. And if you don't, that's also okay too. You're, trust me, the universe is going to give you tons and tons of examples on how you can keep showing up every single day. Uh, but now the the more excitement isn't even the things like the list of my manifestations are so long. And if we ever want to get into more, I can totally get into more. But now it's again, the, the how, because I don't step in at all. And I'll give you this one little manifestation story because it's, this is the epitome of what I'm talking about. I was walking around the house. This was a few months ago. And I was thinking to myself, I need to get new cleaners to come in. Um, Mm -hmm. with, with some arthritic symptoms still flaring up, it's hard for me to do cleaning. So passing a vacuum, sweeping, et cetera. So I thought, you know what? I want a housekeeper to come a couple times a month. Um, but I want a team and I want a team of three people. This was just a thought in my head while I was doing something. I was like, you know, I want three people because if there's three people here, they'll get in and out very quickly. If I have one person, they'll be here all day. And I just thought, you know, a team of three, I think is perfect. And I thought to myself, okay, like sometime this week, I'll, I'll look on Google and see who I can find. I kid you not eight o'clock the next morning, there is a banging on my front door for about 10 minutes and I was asleep and I hear this bang, bang, bang. And I thought initially, oh, someone wants to, I don't know, sell something, drop something off, Amazon delivery, but it wouldn't stop. It was incessant. And my husband was in a meeting 
And I was actually scared at this point to answer the door because it was a constant pound, 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 pound. And so I, I call him and ask him to answer the door and he does. And there is a cleaning crew of three people standing at my door to come into my house to start cleaning. And I, and, and I was in the bedroom at this time because I thought it was either my neighbor telling me that something had happened. I, I didn't know what to expect. I had no idea. And my husband is just sitting there completely confused, of course, because he has no idea that I had been thinking about this the day before. I couldn't actually believe that something like this could really happen. But less than 12 hours after having that thought, I didn't have to do anything. They quite literally showed up at my front doorstep. Wow. 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 You know, this is really, really amazing. I would also say, Alex, uh, as an addition, I think patience is also really, really important in a manifestation journey. Like the moment you actually already say like, hey, it did not happen. It makes you fall back in an old pattern, it makes you fall back in not believing. It makes you actually resist. Like, why didn't it happen? Like I give you an example. Um, on a, you know, for me, it was, and it's still very, very challenging to practice patience because, you know, I used to create a lot of things from 3D. You know, when I say 3D, it's from matter to matter. If I do this, I get this. If I'm persistent enough, I'll just get it. So I invited this uh, beautiful guest on my, uh, on the Bridging Podcast, I think maybe now one year ago, one year ago, exactly. And uh, I just sent an email out. I just fill in the whole form. And this is a guest that's a lot of people would like to have on the show. And I just send it and then I just got an email like we put you on the list of possible shows. Thank you so much. We'll get back to you once there's an opening. And I just had it in my follow up email box. I was like, okay, let me just wait. Something happened or not. I just kind of forgot it. But only two weeks ago, I was just looking through my Excel sheet. I was like, okay, who did I write? Who did not respond? What shall I do and all? And I was like, oh, let me just send a reminder. And I sent a reminder just from out my heart. Hey, I have waited patiently for the past one year. I'm reaching out again to ask if there is any chance uh, this person has time to come on the show. I don't hear anything. And last week on Thursday, I think, I just get an email an opening came up. Are you available this and this date and time? And this and then this and date time, I am available. I'm just like, oh my God. I was so kind of in shock, but I also knew this was the fruit of my manifestation seed one year ago. But if I would have said one, year, uh, one month later, after I sent my first email, like, oh my God, he's not going to come. It won't happen. Why didn't he write me back? Why did they put me on the list? For this, I really showed patience. And I kind of knew it, but it was also not, I didn't think about it would be over one after one year or in one month. I was like, okay, let's see. I was super, super chilled about it. And it happened. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> yes. And I think patience is absolutely a key factor here. So patience in combination with letting go of the results. So mm. you sent out that email a year ago, but you weren't, like you said, you weren't every day checking up on it. You weren't hounding their team with more and more emails. You were just like, if it's going to happen, it will happen. And yes. maybe I send up a follow-up email. Maybe I don't. But like, if this is really going to align, I can wait. 
and it, yeah. and it will show up and you weren't even expecting every week. Let me check my email inbox to see if he randomly sent me. No, you let it go. Yes. And patience and letting it go are two incredible factors for manifestation, but they're very difficult. Like letting it go is very difficult because our nature is to want to control reality. We grew up saying, if you don't work hard, you won't make money, right? You want to make money, you need to work hard. You want this to happen, you got to make moves. Hustling, hustling, hustle culture, I think is the antithesis of manifestation. Yes. So my actually last question is going to be, Alex, what are your routines, daily routines to be in a state of manifestation? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, so daily meditation is a must. And nowadays, I kind of alternate between meditation and hypnosis. I do a lot of self-hypnosis on myself. And I like self-hypnosis because it already has the suggestions. I create suggestions for myself that I program and I'll listen to them on audios or I'll say them in my head or, or verbalize them out loud. And I think it penetrates a little bit deeper when I'm actually working on something something to change or a problem to solve. And so I really love to use hypnosis for that. But then in my daily routine, I'm always doing um, regular meditation. So silent meditation. What meditation do you do? What meditation do you do when you do? Yeah, so I do Dr. Joe Dispenza meditations. I love them. I also do Japa meditation, which is just mantras, repeating my mantra. Um, and then I do heart math, a lot of heart math, um, heart rate variability breathing. It's been a cornerstone oh, yes. for the last two years for me. I love it. I wouldn't say I do it daily, but I do the heart lock-in technique at least two to three times a week. And sometimes I'll just take out my HRV device, um, the inner balance device, and I will just breathe for 20 minutes, staring at the, the circle that moves in and out on the app. And I'll do that and get myself into heart coherence. Um, I do a lot of go love meditations, which is a Dr. Joe Dispenza opening the heart and just sending love to someone you love and then expanding it to everybody else. I do a lot of that. I think getting out of my head and into my heart has been a big journey over the last couple of years um, to really let my heart make the decisions a lot more for me and yes. understanding the intuition and the knowledge that our heart stores memory and allowing it to kind of lead. So I'm still a student, you know, and I will be a student for the rest of my life. Uh, but a lot of these practices are my cornerstones, I think, um, for just daily wellness and, and feelings of wholeness and love. So nice. Super, super nice. I think maybe what do you think about ending this podcast with a heart lock in? Yes, I would love that. that. Would you like to lead us? Okay. I would definitely like to lead uh, you all. But before that, where can people find you? How can they connect? So I am actually not on social media at the moment. Uh, I haven't been on social media for the last three years. Uh, part of my journey was to disconnect uh, from a lot of that. But I'm not against it, just currently not utilizing them. But you could always reach me uh, via email. That's estrada, E-S-T-R-A-D-A, -A, period, A-E, at gmail.com. And I offer hypnotherapy sessions uh, to change anything you want to change and heal. Thank you so much. We'll put it all in the episode notes. Let's just end with a heart lock-in. Are you ready, Alex? I'm ready. Okay. Focus your attention in the area of the heart. Imagine your breath is flowing in and out of your heart or chest area. Breathing a little slower and deeper than usual. 
activates and sustains a regenerative feeling such as appreciation, care or compassion. Radiate that renewing feeling first to yourself and then to the audience of the Bridging Podcast for one minute. And you can open your eyes when you are ready. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here. Thank you so much, Alex. Thank you, Oslan. That was so beautiful. Thanks for watching and listening, everyone. And we will see you next time. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. If you have loved it, please leave a review. If you did not love it, please also leave a review. And so I can make a better one next time. And if you want to know more about the workshops and courses I am teaching, visit my website, ozkanozlem.com. I will spell it for you. It's a Turkish name. O-Z-K-A-N-O-Z-L-E-M.com. May you be the best version of yourself today. Bye for now.